Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text hope NY in New York. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Wolverine Podcast. We are with you on the biggest week of this or any football season at the University of Michigan. Michigan, Ohio State, down in Columbus on Saturday. Got a great crew in to talk about it tonight. I'm happy to introduce, you know, Tom Crawford, because he's here uh, most every week. And he's uh, out of East Lansing, but uh, deep blue as far as his uh, his. Uh, citizenship as far as sports uh, fandom and you know him from press pass and all the various ventures that he's involved with and we also have a special guest tonight one Jamie Morris the man who made the guarantee come true back in 1986 <laughs> uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk about yeah. that more in a little in a, in a minute here but uh, Jamie Morris welcome to the podcast 
thank you for having me. I look forward to being a part of it. We, uh, you know, you can catch Jamie on uh, on weekdays in the afternoons on the M Zone on WTKA Radio. We uh, are privileged to join Jamie uh, most weeks in during the football season. We have a great time, and uh, and Jamie's uh, with us now I, this week. I'll start with you, Jamie. Just tell me what it continues to mean to you. Do you get geared up when it's Michigan-Ohio State week? What's what's the feeling this week? Oh, it's a great feeling. Um, I mean, back when I played, uh, John Falk, the old equipment manager, plays the Bob Euford, all of the older games, and we listen to those and different things while you're walking around getting dressed and different things like that. It's it's kind of eerie because we're quiet, but you're talking. There's chatter. Uh, on a Monday, it's it's senior day, so the seniors run a lap around, and uh, we 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 let them do that lap, and then they got to come down to Gotland and get their get their ass kicked, and that's just fun. It's just having a good time with that, and then it's it's going to work. It's really going to work. Film film study, uh, all the things that you can imagine. We're getting ready to play. Probably the best we're, we're playing. We're playing our match. And what does this game mean? I mean, come on. I mean, this game means everything. I mean, you've done everything you've done, everything you needed to do. And now you get Ohio State. And that's the reward that you get. And that's how we look at it. This, this game, this game this year, this is this is the game that everybody, every former Wolverine, Every future Wolverine wishes they can be in right now because this is the ultimate goal for all the marbles. These yeah. two teams that this is this gets no better than these two teams meeting one another for all the marbles. And I, I know it's just the East Conference Championship, and then going on to you got to take care of business in the in the in the championship game. But this this is what this is what Big Ten football is about. These two teams. Yep, no doubt about it. And uh, 11-0 versus 11-0 takes me back to the early uh, 1970s when I was first starting to watch Michigan football, and it's everything on the line. You win or else. And Mm -hmm. Tom Crawford, I know that here's a guy that gets excited about water skiing at 6 in the morning. So I guarantee (laughs) you that he gets excited about Michigan-Ohio State. Tell me your your feeling after all these years of uh, of following Michigan, what, uh, what your feeling is on this week. Well, you know, I'm going to dovetail off Jamie's comment about Bob Eufer. I mean, Bob Eufer used to look at when this was when Michigan was playing 11 games. Yeah, the first, there's the first 10 games. That's the first half of the season. And then the second half of the season was game 11 playing Ohio State. It was such a big, iconic part of, of Bob Eufer's life, which I was brought up in the WPJ, PAG in, in, the, in the 60s and and then went to school in the 70s when all those, you know, I was I went to school in Michigan during the 10-year war. Mm-hmm. About 10 years ahead or, or six or eight years ahead when Jamie came on board. And, um, I mean, it was the game. I mean, it was – and and this is, my God, a, a pair of 11 and O's guys, 11 and 0 teams. we got to go back to 2006, and there's only a handful of times both teams come in unscathed because I remember in the 70s it's either Ohio State screwed up or Michigan screwed up. Like Jamie's uh, junior year mm-hmm. uh, when, you know, against Minnesota – uh, Jim Harbaugh's senior day, uh, all of a sudden they turn the ball over and they lose to Minnesota. But then comes the guarantee. I know you got to talk about that, John, but it was always somebody screwed up, but that didn't necessarily mean who would win the game. Yes. Now you're talking about uh, 1986, 
the loss to Minnesota. And then, if, as I recall my own conversations with Bo Schembechler, uh, he said, and I know Jamie quotes this often, that uh, that uh, Jimmy shot his mouth off and now we got to back him up. And uh, <laughs> back him up, Jamie Morris did. Because I'm yeah. telling you, 60 yards in the first half and a buck 50 in the in the final half of that game, 210 yards on the ground. Jamie Morris, just give us a feel, not only of there are guys, there are a lot of guys that uh, have worn that uniform and have that could tell you what it's like to go into Ohio Stadium and have that hatred cascading down on you. Mm-hmm. But there's not too many that are in your position. Uh, relative, uh, you cut the number down that can that can say, man, we stood up and we got it done in a big way. Tell us what it was like that day. Actually, we we with the grain plan, you know, they were running a bear defense. They had they covered the center and the guards, and they were, you know, every it was very popular defense. And we came in with the game plan of running the wishbone. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you remember the three backs, it's Gerald White, uh, Bob Perryman. Right. And then me, the other wing back, Gerald White goes out for a pass. He gets he gets hit in the knee and he goes down. So uh, in the middle of the second quarter, Coach Burton comes over, our running back coach, and he goes, hey, we're going back to the eye. Remember your remember your assignments and everything like that. And next thing I know, I'm like, oh, we're going to go over to the eye. The eye worked for us. We were blocking up front. The guys were taking care of business. And, you know, 60 yards in the first half. I had no yards up until we went to that eye formation and we started blocking and we were we were coming off the ball. And at halftime, Coach Schimbeckler said we're going to two tights and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rock them up front. And we did. I mean, we put Derek Walker and Jeff Brown in in a tight end. You had you had uh McMurtry spread out. It was it, hey. Pinky Higgins coming across. I mean, we <laughs> we owned them offensively in in that second half, and you could see how we turned things around. Had a big game, and they they the guys up front they did a wonderful job. Jumbo hey, Elliott. Hey, hey, Jamie, I want to interject there because I remember you had a couple a, a touchdown runs in the red zone running mm-hmm. the football, which mm-hmm. Michigan has been challenged uh, by in the red zone. What, what was the difference back in 1986 versus some of the struggles in deep in the red zone and deep in the red zone this year? You got to put a hat on the ball on, on the man. You got to put a hat on the man. Every man's got to be picked up. You, you, you know, you're blocking assignments and you get there. And yeah, you got to have want to. The backs have got to have want to get to the ball. I mean, get to the end zone. That end zone is where you're at. Not if I, I remember a touchdown where I, we ran in the middle. Ran off tackle out of the wishbone. Ran right. off tackle. I spun around three times, yep. and then I just stuck the ball over and came back with it. And the referee gave us the touchdown, and it was incredible. Thomas Wilshire did it. The, we came back with the same play in the opposite end zone, and it was it opened up like 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 the like the Red Sea, and it was <laughs> incredible. So I mean, we just we got physical. That's what we did. We well, got wait, is that lacking? Is that lacking now? Well, wait, let me let me just interject one thing here before before we get that answer, because that kind of leads into, you know, you're talking about rocking them up front and getting physical. 
that is that was mirrored by that 2021 team last yeah. year. That's exactly right. what they did. Yeah. And my question to you is now you're in a sort of a revenge game where Ohio State was shocked last year and they've geared up all year for this. Can this offensive line and these backs, however many of them are available, mm-hmm. do it again? Yes. This offensive line is better than the la- than last year's offensive line. I, better, better because they got better athletes and they got and the and the young and the young kids got older and they're getting healthy at the right moment. So this offensive line is ready to go. I think the coaching staff is ready to go. I know we've had our problems down down in the red zone, but I don't think you'll have that problem now. These these two teams, look, I get it. Everybody's saying you know they had. A, a crappy game last last week against Illinois, and that's why everybody's disappointed. And every look, they looked ahead. They're human. We're all human. In when you play a, a team and you watch them on film, and it, they're not as superior as you, you don't. It, it happens. And so I think this is this is what they've been waiting for, game after game after game. And you've seen it. So this team will come out. This offensive line will come out. And they'll beat. They will beat the the uh, the uh, defensive line of Ohio State up front. I, I I guarantee it. They're stronger. They're better, and they're more. Look, they're athletic. When have you seen a center pull on a counter yeah. trick? Yeah. Right. Oh goodness, that's crazy. That's incredible. And this is what I'm talking about. You have you you have athletes that can get it. Zach Zinner. You got kids that can get it done. And these kids, they've been waiting for this. You want to talk about revenge game. You know how many years Ohio State has been whooping our butts? I mean, I don't care about revenge. Yeah, it's going to be loud down there. About time. It's going to be It's going to be a game. Back-to-back game. Good. That's what you're supposed to do. That's why you come to Michigan. You want to go into hostile environments and take over. Make it be quiet. That's what you do. You make it be quiet. Quiet, John. John, you okay? <laughs> you quiet? Did he freeze? Well, well, let's just... well, I'll let me pick up on John. John, are you there? I'll pick Jamie. I'll pick up on the next question for you. Talk about athleticism of the offensive line. How about the lack of athleticism at the wide receiver relative to some other teams? Guys aren't getting separation. Uh, making big catches. Where do you where do you see this as part of the winning formula to beat Ohio State and Columbus on Saturday? I, they say in practice. When you talk to the kids, they say in practice they're 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 getting the job done. It just has not been. It hasn't come on the on the field yet. It's got to come today. It's got to come this week. It's got to come. JJ's got got. We, we got to grow up. We got to grow up pretty quick. And that and, and the wide receivers. They're going to have to get open because you've got to show some type of passing game right. to beat this team or they're going to bow up and they'll put oh. eight, nine men on that line of scrimmage and you won't be able to run the ball. So, so you've so, got to open things up. So do you, so I know Andrew had one, AJJ dropped one right in the bucket to him on that, yeah. on that go route down on the, on the Eastern sideline. You should have caught it. you got to make that right. play. But uh, do you see a, a, a chronic separation problem with these receiving cores uh, versus of receiving cores. I'm McMurtry, you mentioned, and some of the others in the pad, David Terrell. I mean, you have some great receivers, Mario Manningham. And they don't have a 50-50 ball receiver like Ohio State does in Marvin no. Harrison Jr. Right. 
And, and, and that's where J.J., I think J.J. needs a 50-50 ball receiver to get him in rhythm. Donovan would be the best opportunity to get him in rhythm. That's, so he's got to play. He's, he's got to play. He's got to play because what? Because yeah. it, it gets J.J. in the groove mm-hmm. when I've seen him. It gets him in rhythm, and then it helps down the road. But So kind of analyze how challenging that is. And then John's back. It's a challenge. Yes, it's a challenge. And we'll look at Donovan is, I think he's going to play. He's going to give it a try at least. That being said, that will get that will help out JJ. You've got he is your breakaway wide receiver right now. I'm sorry to say you split him out and you do what you can because if they put a linebacker on him, oh, we got that one. We got that one. That one's yeah. easy. Yeah. If they put a safety on him, Donovan still, he's got he's got he's got uh he's got track speed. So we can we can take that one too. That being said, and the receivers have got to they gotta step up. Every receiver has to look at himself in the mirror and say, I got to make a play. I have got to make a play. I'm not asking you to make every play, but you've got to make one play. Right. You've got, when that ball's thrown to you, it belongs to you. Go get the ball. And they've got to do it. And I'm, I'm sure that's what Ron Bellamy's telling these young men. Go get the ball. I don't care where it's thrown. If you touch it, it should be caught. Yeah. And that's what they've got to do. We're back with you, fellas. Good to uh, <laughs> good to rejoin you. Now, here's my question. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, we we were in the uh, the Blake Corum segment, and I'm sure that you have talked about the. No, the... no, we haven't touched. Okay, Blake Corum. Well, that's it's all yours. It's all yours. That's the elephant in the room right now because yeah, yeah. you know the the last thing that that you needed to see when uh, when Michigan played Illinois there was something bigger to me than the fact that it was that close a game and that you didn't have guys maybe performing up to par and, and you seeing number two on the turf Mm -hmm. and being slow to get up. Mm -hmm. I I, I mean, that just, that was so huge in that game and it has, it's casting, I would say kind of a shadow over this entire week because uh, the question becomes, if you don't have Blake Corum doing what he's done all year long, can you win in Columbus? Jamie you Moore. You may not have a 100% Blake Corum, but you may have an 85% Blake Corum, which will move the ball, which you will be able to move the ball. It's a hyper – I mean, from from what I saw, he hyperextended his knee. I mean, if you think about it, and they, they did try to put him in there, to, but look. They 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 were smart. They took him out. They went with the, they went with the younger backs. I thought CJ ran the ball well. I thought he got hit. I mean, Gash played well too. I think that those young guys. A lot of people said they 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 couldn't get it done. Look, this is the first live action that they were really taking against a good team, and that mm-hmm. Illinois defense was out there hitting, and they were competing. So I mean, it was good that we got the young guys in to get some to get some work in. That being said, it's pain threshold with, with Blake Corum. That's what it is. It's up to him. How how much how much pain can you take with an with a hyperextended knee? How long will it take? I don't know. You need to get some, you need to get some ice and some stem. You need to get the treatment as much as possible. You stay in that, you stay in that in in that in that training room until you gotta go practice. Now you gotta practice because that's a rule. You practice. You get in there. You show that you can be a part of this this team. Look, Blake Corum knows what he's got to do. He's a veteran. He's a veteran running back. 
And Mike, Mike Hart, I trust in Mike Hart. Mike understands. Mike's been hurt before. He understands what this young man is going to go through. I'm hoping Donovan can get can give him a give him a blow every now and then too. And he needs to take care of him his self. But they, they have enough to win this game. They do have enough to win this game. And there's when you play Ohio State. The one thing I tell tell running backs, I, 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 and if I was talking to them right now, you are the heart and soul of this football team. They they played off of you all season long. If you can get out on that field, if you can crawl on that field, if you can get out there, give them what you got. You give them what you got. You do what it what what it's necessary to get on that field and give them what you got. Don't if you can't play, that's fine. That's cool. You give them, you give them the, the 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 claps and everything on the sidelines. You be coach, but if you can get on that field, get your butt on that field, and give them what they need. If you got to, it's the Willis Reed. If you can only give them two plays, give them the two plays you got. But it's you've got to give it to them. They've got to see it. They got to see you in the huddle. That's what happened on Saturday, this past Saturday. Blake Corum, nor was Donovan Edwards in that huddle. The big play guys, the guys that make the plays. That's why JJ was in there by himself. Now JJ has learned from that being in there by himself. It's just me. Well, son, you understand you're the quarterback. It's time for you to play quarterback. All right. Well, I, t- I tell you what, I-, I know I I hear you when you say if if at all you can get out there, get out there. And uh I, I think if there's anybody on Michigan's roster that would do so, it would be Blake Corum. I'm just, you know, there's so much, I, I don't know, so much doubt or so much, uh, I, I guess, mystery yet mm-hmm. as to will he really be able to go or not? And Tom Crawford, I'll just throw it to you. What do, it, If he can't go and go significantly, how much of a of a cloud does this cast over Michigan this weekend? Well, it's going to be huge for for all the reasons that we just talked about. Now, you know, Isaiah Gash, you know, he made a big catch and you know he dropped the ball, right? Okay, but what does he come on the most important play of the game? I mean, mm-hmm. it's game over if he drops that little out pattern. He catches it for a first down, move on. That should be a huge, huge confidence builder for that young man who was a freaking former walk-on if i'm not mistaken but i'm Mm going to segue over i got to segue i mean you know jamie talks about what do you got to give it you know what what the offense that has to deliver what do they have to deliver i think they have to deliver 28 points i think with ohio state's offense i mean we saw in the third quarter what illinois did to michigan's defense uh tommy devito had way too much time there was only one quarterback hurry in that entire game okay so I think, and I didn't like that third quarter. I don't know about you guys. And I was talking to Branch Center in the box, and he was upset with the running game. I was upset with the passing game. I mean, it's like they're they going to have to shore that up. You're going to have to score 28 points to win this game. And so I'm more worried about, it, or as much worried about Michigan's defense as I am the offense. And I think you, it, it, it's going to be, you know, it's going to take 28 minimum for Michigan's offense to win this game because I see Ohio State's, Offense with those incredible wideouts um, and and CJ Stroud, Marvin. Oh my God! I mean, you you, you got two NFL receivers. It's going to be a test, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm actually more worried about when Ohio State has the football versus the other way around. 
before we get the uh, the considerable wisdom of uh, one who has actually been there, uh, as as you know, we've we've looked on. I would say I agree with you, Tom Crawford, it, to the extent that if you were to guarantee me right now that you would lock in Ohio State at the same number of points they scored last year, twenty seven, I would like Michigan's chances to win this game. But uh, I'm not as worried about the defense unless Michigan's offense puts that defense in bad well, position. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, it's not yeah, uncomplimentary football. Well, I, let's call it uncomplimentary I, football in that regard. Yes. How about you, Jamie? What, uh, what If you were to uh, to lock in a number that, okay, Ohio score, State scores this many, Michigan probably wins, what would that be? It's got to be 35 points. They got to score 35 points. Mm. Somehow okay. they've got to figure out how to score that's, 35 that's, points. That's a lot of points. It is a lot of points, yeah. but this team can do it. They Look, they haven't been through a struggle yet. They haven't had adversity. Last week was the first adversity they went through, and they've got to play. They, they're going into a hostile situation. They've got to score points, and they've got to manufacture points, and they've got to be able to hold on to the ball. Keep their Use your, your offense to keep that offense off the field. You've got to be able to pound the ball, but you've got to uh, you, look. I'm when I'm saying passes, I'm not saying we got to have 20 yard passes. We got to have 10. We got to have five 10 yard passes so we can get down the field. Hold on to the ball and get it downfield. No turnovers. You can't afford a turnover. And then when you play defense, look, Tom, I agree with you, but we've got to move CJ around in 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 if he's moving around. Yeah, he does. He he does not do that's, well when he's moving. That's, that's true. That's the true. The one yeah. thing last year I said we needed snow, rain. We needed the weather, <laughs> and we're not going to get it this year. So we got to get after him. And you I might think, get a little rain. I think Mike that that's if you look at the European, uh, the European because we have a guy a caller that Gary calls in every. <laughs> <laughs> he lets us know he's a, he's a meteorologist. He lets us right. know. And right now, the rain won't hit until about 5 o'clock, which mm. the game is going to get over at 4. So that being said, we're yeah. going to have to get him moving. Mike Morris will be there. We need Oki to be there. Yeah. We need yeah. everybody to get after the ball, and we've got to set the tone right away early. Mozzie's got to got a man the middle. Look, they've got a little – they've got a running back. They The, the, two, that, the, the two that they have, they're hurt, just yep. like yeah. us. They're hurt. They got a little running back that I did see, and he looks good. But we got to put him on the ground. I'll, All right. uh, look, the defense, I'm not worried about the defense. I'm not even worried about the secondary. You just got to keep these guys in front of you. You keep them in front of you. Let them catch the ball. Or it's only 15 yards for pass interference. They don't do it from the spot. It's only 15 yards. Yep. Yeah. It's not the NFL. Exactly. So that being said, you don't want to get run by. Run by so somebody scores a touchdown, and if somebody catches the ball, put him on the ground quick. That's all mm -hmm. you got to do. You you yep. got to not let them have the extra that yak after the catch. You can't let them do that. Yeah, I think, and so much is uh, true in what you said about uh, about disrupting uh, the rhythm of uh, Stroud because. Mm -hmm. If you do that, he is not the same, especially if you do mix in uh, uh, some little wind gusts and what you can mm -hmm. have in the Midwest this time of year. Yeah. Uh, th that combination could throw them off just enough. And understand, Michigan held them to 27 points last year, 
in a game where he threw for well over 300 yards. So he's going to get some yards. You got to understand that. But you were you were uh, citing a number of ways to mitigate that. How about this? Um, you've got against Illinois, we saw some uh, a couple of different uh, wrinkles. You saw a screen pass or two. You saw. Uh, some little quick dump offs just mm-hmm. before JJ McCarthy was going to get hit that really, that really clicked. And, you know, when I talk to others, they say, Hey, Michigan always saves some things for Ohio state. You're going to see some different things. How much stock do you put in that, Jamie? If you have, I mean, if you've worked on it in practice, do you feel like that that will automatically translate to, uh, to the game There's if you a- haven't done it in a game situation? There's a lot of things that this team – I mean, we we complained that this team didn't throw the ball an awful lot. We mm-hmm. we Everybody was saying this season, we're not giving J.J. an opportunity to throw the ball. We, we you know, we were we were cutting them with a thousand cuts. That's what we said because when, it, when you got it going running-wise, we stayed with it running-wise. Instead of letting J.J. open up his arm, the only game that you really let J.J. throw in, think about it, Indiana. Indiana. Mm-hmm. Indiana. I mean, you really, you really found out what you had when he when he had to do it, and he did have to do it because they were stopping the run. They were they were doing some things to us, and the, JJ was cutting cutting it up himself. That being said, take solace in that we know that JJ can do his job. People are losing confidence in that young man. You shouldn't, because that young man is the best athlete on that on that offense. When he when when he's running around making plays, let him be. Look, he reminds me of a young Jim Harbaugh, a kid who ran around making plays. He made plays. He he stayed up and made made plays. And sometimes you're gonna have to make plays your own because sometimes you're gonna get knocked out of rhythm. That being said, let the quarterback be the quarterback. It's time for him to grow up. You look, you don't know what you have from in the running back running back backfield right now. But you mm-hmm. do have capable running backs that know how to hit the hole. And you got the education in the young running backs. So, look, you, you got four guys you can rotate in. I don't know how much you're going to get from Blake, but you're going to get some of Blake because Blake is not going to let this game go by and not play in it. So you mentioned running around. I want to buy the quarterback. I mean, and I'd like to get you both in on this one. How much more? would you say J.J. McCarthy stands to run in this game than we've seen? It seemed like ever since Cade McNamara went down with injury early in the season, we didn't see J.J. McCarthy cutting out of there and running as much as you might have expected. And I think that was partly a function of, of you know, your your backups haven't played very much. Mm-hmm. So do they is this the kind of game where hey all bets are off you cut it loose and and jj you do whatever you need to do i think so i think that they they're going to tell jj you got to let it go we got to let it fly this is the game and you got to get out of bounds or slide they obviously they're going to encourage him to get down they're going to encourage him to get out of bounds but you if it's not there take it run get whatever you can slide get down and, you know, they're going to be out there trying to hit him. Of course they're going to try to hit him. Michigan, I mean, Ohio State wants this. This is the big This is the big game of the year for, for both teams. Remember, remember Ohio State's three goals begin this week. 
They hmm. not the whole season. They haven't planned anything for the whole season. The goal number one is beating Michigan. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, that's huge yeah. for them. That being said, this is this is hey, as I said, this is this is a quarterback's dream, a dream come true. And they're gonna come in and they're gonna stack that box. So they're gonna give you an opportunity to throw. Of course, we're gonna script and we're gonna see what Ohio State's trying to do, what they're gonna. It's look, the, the key is can we wade through those first six to eight minutes? Those six, those six to eight minutes in the first quarter. Because emotions are going to be high and it's going to be Ohio state's emotion. Remember they lost last year. They, 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 they believe in themselves, but they lost last year. We, we took their thunder from them. They didn't beat the pants off of us. Nobody got gold pants last year. Just remember that no one got gold pants. So that says we whooped your, we whooped your butt and we own you right now. You to be, to be the champion, you got to beat the champion and we're the champion. So Ohio State's got – there's a lot on, on everybody. And that, that that stadium, you'll feel the pressure in that stadium. Ohio – Michigan, they should just go in and feel good about themselves and go out there and have a good time. You you saw the Jim Harbaugh interview. You guys – you were there. Oh, yeah. I mean, what did he say? He was just saying – he downplayed everything. This is going to be a great game. I mean, two superheroes getting after one another. We're just grateful to be here. We just mm-hmm. – I mean, he play, he downplayed it. You don't yeah, want to play this yeah. up. You don't want to put any pressure on these kids right now because they know. Trust me, they listen. They listen to everything. They know how how big this game is. Number two versus number three, the highest ranking between Michigan and Ohio State ever. Two undefeated teams going against one another, and nobody's going to say anything wrong. They've all been trained, so no one's going to say anything wrong. And you know what? I respect that. I respect that. As I say to my Michigan State buddies, hey. This is how you do a rivalry. This is how you do a rivalry. This is it. There you go. All right. Well, um, you mentioned how they they handled them. What, Tom? Go ahead. You want to jump in well, on that? Well, I'm just back, back to J, uh, about about JJ. Uh, when you and I got this, you know, John, you and I got this. Cade McNamara, JJ McCarthy, you know, squibble. You know, we're going back and forth. Um, the thing that intrigued me the most about JJ, and I think Harbaugh has mentioned this, is his ver- is vertical running. I mean, in the RPO. I mean, you go back to games, uh, you know, okay, so it's Hawaii, it's Colorado State. Uh, but, and uh, there were some times when, I mean, they're literally, they're freezing the linebackers when that RPO, because they got to worry about him. J.J. McCarthy could actually make up a little bit of the void at running back, yeah. a, a vertical, a running mm-hmm. downhill. That's what intrigues me more about J.J. McCarthy than we're talking about scrambling and mm-hmm. running out and doing a sprint out. No, it's right. not that far. It's vertical downhill running. He can do that. You saw him throw that block. This is one tough dude, man. He tried to take on two guys on that on that first play. Remember on that remember on that uh, western on the western sideline run? He took on two guys. This is mm-hmm. one tough cat. So have him run downhill. And also talk about athleticism, Jamie. Remember on the fumble where he muffed mm-hmm. the ball? He picked it up. He completed the pass. Yep. They didn't have that last year with Cade McNamara. Cade McNamara does not make that play last year. J.J. makes that play. And that's he's going to be – he is the most integral part of this offense, in my mind, Mm -hmm. going into Saturday. Well, Michigan proved last year that you don't have to throw for 300 yards to beat Ohio State. Uh, Cade McNamara threw for about a buck 50 a year ago. And that stood up because why – 
you dominated on both lines of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. My question to you, starting with you, Jamie, can they do that again? Yes. As I said, this offensive line is better than what it was last year. And I think this defensive line with the, with the addition of Mike Elston has mm -hmm. done an outstanding job as a coach. I mean, stellar. This uh, No one expected this defensive line to do what it did this year. Nobody. He, he is a hidden gem. He has taught these kids, and they bought in. They bought in to what he's told them to do. So I, I, I love this defensive line. I love, the, I, I love the outside linebackers. They get, they, 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 get, they get to the quarterback. They know how to get to the quarterback. They get to the quarterback side and front. Mozzie. Mozzie's been a beast. If you want to you want to talk about running game, you shut the running game down with a big beast like that, and he does. He he clogs everything up. So I'm impressed. You know how I feel about this offensive line. Now you know how I feel about this defensive line. And it's helped these linebackers out too because they – look, Moz, I've seen him take on three, three – he's been triple team a number of times, and he just takes it on. And as he said yesterday – once I get my hands on you, you're going backwards. And he and he's shown that many a time. So, yeah, I'm good with the defensive line. I believe our defensive line can dominate their offensive line, and I believe our offensive line can dominate their defensive line. So I, 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 you got a, a, a foreign believer on this. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all bought in on that. All right. Well, that's, uh, that would go a long way. <laughs> To making this a, a deep fourth quarter game, Tom Crawford, how much does that defensive line in this game have to help out Michigan's secondary because you you've there got you a go. great uh, passer in there? Thank you. You just gave me a lob to Hunter Dickinson for the dunk. You know exactly <laughs> on that. You got to get more quarterback pressures. I think uh, you know C.J. Stroud because Marvin Harrison Jr. We go back to the 50, 50 when you when you went offline for a second there, John. We're talking about. Ohio State has 50-50 ball receivers, and one guy who's going to be a first, you know, maybe the first pick in the draft by the time he comes out, Marvin Harrison Jr. So, yeah, I, I'm worried about the secondary. To be honest, no disrespect to the secondary, uh, I'm with Jamie totally on the D line, but I think the second, second level and the third level is my concern in this game in terms of Michigan's defense. Mm -hmm. uh, but the D line can help them out for all right. the reasons that Jamie cited. Uh, but they're going to need help. You're going to have because I, that's the vulnerability. And I predict I will be shocked if Ohio State doesn't come out throwing like right off the bat. Series number one, series number two. I think they're gonna. I think I think they're gonna come at, at Michigan and try to and try to turn this game out of ear real quick. And that's the part of the game. Jamie talked about the first six minutes, the first couple possessions. Of Ohio State. I'm gonna be all over it. That's gonna dictate if Michigan's gonna win or lose. Well, we talked. To, you know, I, I can believe that. Jamie alluded to the fact that they've their first two running backs are a little bit nicked up. Others saw Stroud himself doing a little bit of limping around towards the end of that game last week and uh, maybe feeling back for the hamstring. The, the, we talk a lot about Michigan's injuries, but Ohio State is dealing with some stuff themselves. They had a lineman go down, an offensive lineman that went out, and uh, they've got one other guy that uh, has, has had some issues there you know what this is like, Jamie. It, you get to late November, and it is not the same as you are coming out in the, the first week of September. No. It, that's just a part that you deal with. Talk about 
some of your memories of, of teams having to deal with that kind of thing in this game. No, you've got to deal with some, some things that, that, that are going to be, that are going to be hard to get over. I mean, like you said, they lost a guard. They lost the Ohio state lost a guard. And that's that he's a key cog in that, in that whole wheel that keeps Mm -hmm. them rolling. And with him gone, Look, you know that's going to be an area that Mike Elston and and, and, and uh, Mentor and all of them are going to see. They're going to go after. They're going to get to that. What do we do? How do we get to that? What What do we do with that young that other young kid that that replaces them? So you've got to you you got to you got to get your team ready to play. Everybody's going to come around. Everybody's going to uh, be ready to play. They're all excited, but you got to keep them level headed. Because this is this is one of those games that look, you can get hyped up, but don't get overhyped. You got to keep your composure because this is that that's the type of game that you're going to have to play. Because look, it could look like they they're being gangbusters and they do something. Michigan has to come out early if they get the ball, and they've got to score. They've got to score a touchdown that'll take Ohio State. That'll deflate Ohio State's ego real quick. Mm. If Ohio State goes right down and scores, and then there's a three and out from Michigan, that that elevates the the hype and everything, and that crowd gets louder and louder. You've got to take the crowd out as quick as possible. Iowa, you go down to Iowa. You remember Iowa? Michigan yeah. methodically went down the field on Iowa, scored. That took that crowd out of it kind of early. They 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 never got back into it. Till late when when Michigan uh, Michigan let them back in a little bit, but I mean, other than that, you've got to be you've got to take the controls away from that fan base because that's what's going to be the problem. The crowd noise is going to be the problem. That's really that that team. If it's anything like I think it is, it feeds off of the fan base. They're going to feed every the one thing I've learned about the the use of of football. They love being. They love being clapped for. They love being loved, and that's the, that's the, that's the building. Yeah. In that building, that they're going to get a lot of love. They're yeah. going to get a lot of love. Mm-hmm. You got to get after them. You you got to you you got to match score for score. You got to okay. you got you can't let them get ahead of you. Two touchdowns down. You can't be two touchdowns down in the first quarter. You can't. Okay. Well, that uh, that leads right into my next question, and we'll go around the horn with this one, starting with Jamie. You mentioned staying, keeping it close. If Michigan is to win in Columbus, what will be the key? What what will they need to do to make sure? Is it is it keeping the the Buckeyes from getting away from them, or is there some other factor that uh, overrides even that? It's the running game. It's really the running game. It's really the offensive line doing their job, what they did last year, taking over taking over the game. They're going to have to take over the game. The defense is going to do what they – the defense is going to do what they – I think this is a better – 22 defense is better than the 21 defense right now. Yeah. The, they, and the reason why is because they worked so hard together. They, I, I'm not saying they got better athletes because that 21 team had some athletes that got after the ball. I'm yeah. saying to you that a collective group – the 22 team is, is, is a great team defense, and they get after the ball. Yes, the secondary is a little shaky, but like I said, keep them in front of you. Keep them in front of you, and it's, not, it, it's only 15 yards. If you, if, you, if you know 
it's going to get away from you and they throw a high ball, you pull him down on the ground and you take the 15 yards and the coaches will yell at you and you move to the next, you, 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 you move down the field. But that being said, you got to keep it close. You got, you got to play ball. It's, it's 60 minutes of hell. That's what it's going to be. 60 minutes of hell in probably one of the most ruckus stadium you will ever be in, but it's going to be fun. Enjoy. See, here's the thing. People always think, oh, no, enjoy it. They did this for you. Enjoy it. You did this for yourself. Now you get to go down to Columbus and guess what? Enjoy being in there because that is the greatest thrill of your lifetime. And just, you know, I always tell everybody that you will, people will remember this for the rest of their lives. And this is the game that makes heroes. This is the oh, game no, no. they remember you. They remember you when you do great things in games like this. Hello, Charles Woodson. Hello, Jamie Morris. Hello, Desmond Howard. Hello, Desmond Howard. Yeah, absolutely. You got Hello. it. Hello, Tim Bianca Batuka. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Tom Crawford, quickly to you. If they win this game, if Michigan wins this game, what will it have done well? Uh, play action. Maybe in the red zone, maybe on first down that we haven't seen. I know they're going to put seven in the box and dare Michigan to run. Action will will make people honest on that regard, and they're going to need balance. They're probably going to need over 400 yards of total offense. They can't turn the ball over, and they can't have Jake Moody be the player of the game. Again, okay? Yeah. It can't be like Michigan State. It can't be like Illinois. You can't go down there and kick field goals. You're going to have to figure out a way to score touchdowns, and at least four of them, they mentioned about 28 points. So I know that's a lot to ask, but I'd like some back, you know, at least get 200 on the ground and, uh, you know, uh, maybe 200 in the air. I don't know. It's going to take balance and, and play action leads to balance. Yep. I, I like listening to Jamie talk about the, uh, the defensive line. I think one thing they are this year, uh, you know, you say they're better. They're, they're certainly deeper Mm-hmm. on the defensive line this year. They brought in so many pieces to that, and that kind of leads into mine. I'm going right back to if they can have the upper hand on both lines of scrimmage, I think that you have got yourself an excellent chance to win this football game. So we will we will see what they do on Saturday. One more thing. We're late in the fourth quarter here, but I will say this. Um, the door is not shut for the team that does not win this game to make the college football playoff because of all the crazy stuff that's going on. Tom Crawford, first you, and then Jamie, uh, do you think that uh, loser of this game still has a shot? As long as the Irish, the Irish, the Irish come through, USC is going to have to go down. I think, I mean, the South Carolina, you know, romp on Tennessee, that, that opened that door a little halfway open, right? But to keep it all wide open for the loser, as in Michigan, if they if they fall, they're going to need to have USC out of the equation. The Notre Dame Fighting Hour, Irish are going to be that that that's their up first. And if that doesn't happen, they got to do it with Utah in the Pac-12 championship. With USC lingering around, I don't like Michigan's chances as a loser in this game. Okay, Jamie Morris. I agree with Tom on that. I mean, you need the Irish to win, uh, and uh, you need well, the, the if you want to know the. Really, Michigan's got to win in Ohio State. They they would put Ohio State in there. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, if you want two Big Ten teams in there, Michigan's got to win, and Ohio State would – I mean, they would fit in better. 
I mean, the, the, the one mark against Michigan, they, they said it from day one was the scheduling. I mean, that's yeah. what they said from day one. They, they criticized Michigan of their, of their weak scheduling and, you know, they're looking for reasons to not do it. So Michigan's got to win this game to get both teams in, but I mean, you, 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 there is a miracle. I mean, anything can happen. Sure. So, uh, uh, TCU could lose. Yeah, that's true. TCU yeah. could lose. This is a game. Look, this, this game, <laughs> it's oval. That's why it's oval. It bounces different ways. A lot of football. So, exactly. But, uh, last, last thing, instead of going out of here with what ifs, we're going to let Jamie Morris talk about what was and what can be. Talk about the feeling on that field, the place that, uh, Bob Eufer famously called the snake pit when you have beaten the Buckeyes and you're looking around and it's, it's uh, unusually quiet in that building. It's the greatest thrill of your life. I mean, you silence that crowd uh, and, you know, you carry your coach onto the field as a victor. And, you know, it's probably, I, I, you, it, you, it's something that you never forget. It's the greatest thrill of your lifetime and you beat your arch rival. And uh, it, you'll carry that with you for the rest of your life. So, you know, and it's a chance to sing the victors in that in that stadium, to, loud and proud. And that's what they're going to be looking to do on Saturday. We will be following it. I can't thank you gentlemen enough. Tom Crawford, Jamie Morris for coming in and uh, talking Michigan, Ohio State. We will uh, be here next week talking all about what happened. But uh, we sure thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you soon. All right. Thanks, John. See you, Jamie. Thanks, John. See you later, Tom. Yep. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in 
West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.